Hello and welcome to this latest Confectionery News podcast. I'm Anthony Myers, editor of CN. In this recording, I speak to Takata Herden, Group Director of Sustainability for the Cargo Group. We met at the WCF Partnership Meeting in Sao Paulo after Taco had given a talk on the well-being of children in cocoa-growing communities. Take a listen. Taco, Taco Tehaiden, um, you are Director of Cocoa Sustainability with, uh, with Cargo. Yes, correct. Okay. Um, can you tell me please how long you have been in your current role? Yes, I'm... So I'm responsible for Cargill's cocoa sustainability for almost eight years now. And I've been within the cocoa and chocolate business for 18 years. My first 10 years uh, were in trading and sourcing, uh, which brought me actually four years in Ghana, being the commercial director for a business in Ghana. And there I actually was, was saw the value that companies can bring into uh, addressing some of the challenges that we have in our sector when then the the company was developing its sustainability strategy which is now more or less 10 years ago well, there was an opportunity to to be well i would say leading that strategy and defining it because it was still early days and that's now eight years ago and that's been it's been an interesting challenging but also rewarding journey uh, cargo obviously is a huge multinational company and um, provider of agricultural products um, does that make your life um, easier or harder as director of cocoa sustainability working for such a big company like Cargo? Yes, well, it's, I would say, let's say the easier, why would it be easier? Because I think we are an interesting partner to work with. We have resources, knowledge, uh, we, we, have a, we have a real business case uh, and, and I think that's also partly linked to our scale. Um, why it makes it harder at times because that's again also that skill because our ambition is to make to make our supply chain sustainable so this is not about doing small innovative things in some corners of our supply chain but this is make a systematic change in our supply chain and it has to be scalable and that sometimes influence the choices that we make so it's actually both Can you just explain to, to, to listeners um, about you know, the, the Cargill, Co- uh, Cargill Cocoa Promise, please? What, what, what's it about and where, where is it at now? Yeah, well, the Cargill Cocoa Promise is our approach to cocoa sustainability. And it was launched in 2012 when we actually realized we had a we had a, a not a very coherent approach to cocoa sustainability and we really wanted to bring some of these activities together in a more uh, coherent uh, um, in a co- more coherent way and i think this this the most important part is that we have certain activities we call them pillars around farmer training capacity building community support farm development that's sort of the activities what is distinct i think uh, is that the base of all our activities are actually farmers, but particularly farmers' organizations. And through farmer organizations that we work with anyway because we buy their cocoa and work with them, we can deliver certain change. And we can also, we also believe that these farmer organizations are, are there to sustain the change. 
So that's, that's our approach and what we ultimately aim to achieve with the Cargo Coco Promise is our five global goals that were recently launched in 2017, which are linked to some sustainable development goals. So in short, it's our cohesive approach towards Coco sustainability, building on farmer organizations and our role in the supply chain that we can leverage to achieve those goals. Talking about the supply chain, obviously, you know, Cargo is a, is a huge operation. We've just been talking um, about problems here in, in, in Brazil, which are quite um, uh, unique in a way, because uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of goods are transported uh, by road um, in Brazil. Uh, it doesn't really have a good uh, railway infrastructure. Um, what are the problems with, with child exploitation in Brazil, and particularly um, what's come to light with, uh, you know, with, with, with the truck drivers that are delivering goods, not just cargo goods, but you know, foodstuffs from all over the country from many different suppliers? Yeah, you, well, you must refer to, to a program that we actually have already here for more than 10 years, run by our Cargill, by the Cargill Brazil business, so not necessarily only related to cocoa. And the interesting thing is that when analyzing this, of course, in the child, child protection and child labor debate, it's always important to understand, okay, what, what are the issues in that context? And together with an organization like Childhood Brazil, uh, it was identified that child exploitation in this context was very much sexual exploitation by truck drivers. And so the program started 12 years ago and it was very much at the time it was almost like a, uh, it was very macho to to take these people in your truck and for long distance and, and, and all that and they this program has been able to make a change in behavior and why I'm so interested in is because if you see the things that need to be in place to make these changes are governmental involvement the right stakeholders such as Cargill who basically take these trucks uh, but also you need to have a legal framework and you need to bring alternatives to these children which are very often education, poverty and quality of education. So there's a lot of elements in that program that are fully applicable to the things that we more directly as cargo cocoa and chocolate try to address in West Africa. Staying with child exploitation here in Brazil and in, in other parts of the, of the world, um, who are the experts Cargill are working with to, to help fight child exploitation? Yeah, we, in, in Coco we more talk about the worst forms of child labor and, and, and child labor. Um, I would say the experts are, there's a lot of governmental agencies who are involved uh, in, in this. Uh, in, in Ghana it's the government, I forgot the name of the institution. Uh, but there is actually a, a, a part of the government involved in that. The more, I would say, other NGOs very much involved is uh, ICI, International Cocoa Initiative, initiative funded by private and public factors, particularly dedicated to address child labor in cocoa. Um, and they are very strong in monitoring and uh, being sharing the best practice on how to uh, address this exploitation and, and worse forms of child labor. Also, but also NGOs like Save the Children, Care, uh, they can really play a crucial role in what I would call broader, uh, broader community development because one thing is to identify a certain issue, two actually is to remediate and, and to build a more sustainable livelihood for that community and for that household. 
But there's, there's a few of them, I and mean, Solidaridad comes to mind, which is also an organization where we partner very closely with. And depending a bit on the, cap the, cap the capacity and capability in country uh, and the focus areas, we, um, we, work, we work with, I mean, we work with all of them, but we don't work with all of them in every country. Uh, the Cargill Cocoa Promise, it, 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 it promises um, certain goals to be, to be met by 2013. What, what do you personally hope to, how, how do you see the world in 2013 as, as regards sustainability, as regards the, uh, the cocoa industry? What's your personal, your personal view? Personally, if we can achieve an increased level of transparency across the supply chain, uh, and transparency and, and has, a, has, many, has many definitions. So it's a transparency around where the products come from, how they are grown, how they are distributed. Because I think and transparency also is informing our consumers on what, what is feasible, what is not yet feasible, what is being worked on, and what is the, um, what is the dynamic in the whole chain. That's what I mean with transparency. If we can achieve that, while at the same time, transparency is also about showing progress on certain things. I think transparency is not always uh, showing a reduction of a certain number or an improvement. Progress can also be, we now know, we now have a better handle on some of these issues. We have learned and we're addressing it with the right commitment, with the right resource and with the right, I would say, longevity. That, that is personally what I what I like to achieve, and of course those five goals give us direction in where we want to achieve that on farmer livelihoods, which is very much around the income and and the, and the living condition of the farmers. It's about the household, to be honest. But there we also very much depend on that enabling environment, education, quality education, and if we have a better grip on uh, protect our planet, the level of uh, deforestation and. Um, Pretty optimistic that we can restore maybe the way how we grow cocoa and, and work together with our partners. Yes, if we achieve that, I would be pretty pleased. And ideally before 2030, but I know this is a long-term, of course, <laughs> a long-term <laughs> journey that we have embarked upon. But on that positive note, Taka Tahin, we will uh, end this uh, this podcast. And thank you very much for your time and good luck with uh, everything in the future. Thank you. Thanks very much.